Welcome to the Real Health, Real Talk podcast, Dream Life series. In this series, I chat to women living their best life through pursuing their purpose and passion. If you are stuck or feeling uninspired, then this is the series for you. Learn how to do what you love from the people who have made it happen for themselves. Real advice from real people, so you can take real action and make your dream life your real life. Real happiness has everything to do with real health. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Real Health Real Talk podcast. If you are a frequent listener of the podcast, you will know that that is a completely different intro and that is because this is a brand new series within the umbrella that is the Real Health Real Talk podcast. So as it says in the intro, it is all about um, people who are living their best lives, living their dream lives. I know that sounds a little bit corny, but for me, I think that a big part of being healthy is having a great mental state and I think a big part of having a great mental state is loving what you were doing. And I think that if more people in the world were doing or pursuing their passions and doing things that they loved, the world would just be a better place. So that is the purpose of this this series. Still going to continue with the normal podcast as well, but this is going to be sprinkled throughout it. So I really, really hope you enjoy it. This episode is with Kirsty Jenkins. She is a nutritionist. She just graduated last year and she's opened her own practice called Pure Health in Perth. I absolutely loved chatting with her and if you follow her Instagram, which you should, you can see the passion that she throws into every single thing that she does, even if she's just talking about a recipe that she made for dinner. Her eyes light up and she's just so passionate and that's what I love and that's why she's one of the perfect people to be in this series. So we talk about lots of different things, sort of how she navigated her way through starting her own business and why she started it, when her passion started, why it's her passion. It's a really, really interesting podcast. So I'm so excited for you guys to dig in. Without further ado, here is my interview with Kirsty Jenkins. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. No worries. Glad to be here. So firstly, I would love if you would just do a little brief introduction and tell us who you are, what you're doing, and maybe a little bit about like the origin story of that and what led you to where you are now. Yeah, sure. So my name's Kirsty. Um, I'm a nutritionist. I only just gra- graduated about three months ago. And um, in my field, there's not a whole lot of jobs. And I've also never really wanted to go into work. Someone I wanted to do my own thing. So I have opened up a nutrition clinic um, in Perth, WA. Um, and um, I've been always had a passion for helping people um, and just around health and nutrition. So that's led me to where I am today. Um, So, yeah, and really I just wanted to be able to help people with their holistic health and addressing all areas of health like we were speaking about. Mm. And, you know, because at the end of the day it's never really about, you know, just what you're putting in your body. It's about your lifestyle, the environment and everything that comes into that so that's really what I want to be able to create a more of a wellness clinic if anything yeah um yeah amazing okay well I've been following you on Instagram for a while and I love how like I watch your stories and stuff and you light up when you talk about this and one of the reasons I wanted to interview you is because I'm starting you're actually my first guest for this a mini series about dream lives and and pursuing what you want to do so that's why I really wanted to talk to you today I want to know how how important do you think it is to love what you do Oh, honestly, like it just, if you can, you can see people who are not in alignment with what they're doing. You can like, things keep happening in life when you're not living in alignment. So it is so important to do what you love. Mm -hmm. Like 
thing is at the end of the day is you've only got one life to live and if you're not doing what you love every day you're going to be bitter you're going to hate life and a lot of people like you know we get on these these tracks and we start doing things we think that's what we're meant to do like society sets us up with these things and it's like no I need to go get a secure job where I'll have good income I can't do things that are too risky like you know and it's just this whole cycle of like we should be doing this instead Mm -hmm. of actually just being like you know what I love like whatever it may be nutrition or art or whatever it is or personal training and I'm going to make this work because the reality is is when you make things work and you are passionate about something it'll just flow and when you're in alignment with that you know you attract people and people can naturally pick up your passion and what you love and they'll want to come and join you kind of thing yeah exactly that kind of makes sense yeah I think it like I think it always like reflects off people when they're doing that and that's why when you say the attraction like people who are passionate about something themselves want to you know go to people in their own fields who are also passionate about that because it flows and you can sense that energy yeah a hundred percent yeah and people just not I mean you're obviously going to be practicing what you preach as well if you're passionate about the area and, you know, I noticed quite a few people, like, over the years of coming into the fitness industry and you can – like, some people obviously don't always know what they want to do to start off with. So they, you know, get into something. You can see they're not passionate about it. They're not living and breathing it. And it really shows as well. So it's mm-hmm. just it's so important to follow what you love and you wake up every day and not necessarily feel like you have to work. Yeah, exactly. I remember when I was in, like, prep, everyone was – the teacher was like, okay, you've got to write down, like, what you want to be when you're older. And I wrote down, I want to be happy to get – out of bed every day and I was like that's literally you know yes still to this day which everyone was like firefighter all this and it was so random that I wrote that (laughs) but um yeah to this day I think that's definitely one of my goals and I think it's definitely you know you're so right when you say there's that outside pressure from society like you can't just do what you want to do you know you've got to make this much money you've got responsibilities blah 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 and that's true but also evaluating, you know, you've, like you said, you've only got one life. So the importance of doing something you love is like, it's really high and it should be something that you, you know, you really care about and want to pursue. 100%. What are some things that you do every day or like very often that help get you into like a good headspace or help you to be, I don't know, get your vibes up or be happy? Yeah. um, So it's actually changed a lot. So when I was at uni, I would be very like, go, 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 like, hustle 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 have to do all these things whereas now I genuinely have to be in the present moment I have to be in service to others and I want to be the best version myself so I've been lately like the last few months has been a massive change for me and I've been really emphasizing doing more mindfulness really listening to my body like Mm -hmm. instead of sometimes sort getting up and doing this like really hard hit session that essentially for me because I'm quite a stress head we raise my cortisol levels I'll make sure I get up, I do my meditation. I'll sit there and mindfully do something for 20 minutes. Then enjoy my coffee and, you know, really start the day more on a slow pace just because I am a very go, go, go kind of person and I really struggle to slow down. So um, Mm. that's something I've just been really mindful lately because I really want to be there, present for my clients and deliver everything I can in that session. Yeah. Um, So it's so important the way I prime myself every morning and how I really show up. I find and I've lately I've found that I've been feeling so much more you know in the moment and present and being able to deliver a lot more you know value to my clients by being more mindful and having that slow pace in the morning Mm -hmm. yeah no I think being present it makes such a difference 
what about specifically around food? Like when you when you eat, are you one of those people who, you know, make sure they're not with their phone? Do you like, do you prefer to cook your food just so you're, you know, in the moment with that? How does that work for you? Yeah, so when, I mean, my chill out time, like after I've had a busy day, is getting in the kitchen and cooking my favourite foods. So I just love it. Like, you know, some people it's, you know, painting, whatever it may be, but for me it is just getting in there, creating recipes, yeah. and I, I, lately I've been loving just having a good po- podcast on. I'm just in my jam, loving it. Yeah. Um, and then what was the other part of the question? <laughs> well, just like how important do you think it is to be present and like, you know, when oh, you're eating, yeah. Yeah. So that's probably one of my biggest things with all my clients and what I practice every day is I really try to have no distractions. Um, and it is so hard sometimes when we're in this, you know, constant go, 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 not to just stop and relax and actually really chew our food. Because mm-hmm. if we're in this fight and flight mode and we're constantly running around all the time, our bodies are not wanting to digest food and properly process it they're like they're in fight and fight they're like essentially back to the old caveman days running away from the tiger mm-hmm. so we really want to slow down really chew our food properly we want to have minimal distractions around us and be present in the moment um by being present in the moment not only going to obviously digest your food properly but you're also going to minimize overeating because you're actually listening to your body and you're like okay and you're listening to how you're feeling or eating mm-hmm. that food. So I think it's so important. That's one of the first things I do with all my clients. I ask them, you know, do you overeat? Do you find you are on the go? Like it is so, so important. Yeah. And I feel like that. how many times do you like, if you're doing a task or something and you've got a packet of, I don't know, like if it was like chips or like if you've got a thing of nuts there and then you're like, turn around and you're like, I've eaten all of that. And you don't even realise. So I think <laughs> it's so, it's like, so easy to obviously eat. It is so Oh, yeah. isn't it like I used to do that while studying and I'd be like just sitting there like wanting to snack on something while I'd be studying and then I'd realize mm. I'd eaten a whole thing of nuts whatever I realized why I feel so sick or even like some days I catch myself out and I'm like even like before I was like brought something to the supermarket and I was like quickly rushing back for another client and then I was like Kirsty no you tell your clients this every single day you are not eating on the run mm. <laughs> wait five minutes wait get to get back to your clinic enjoy your food let it digest and then you know move on so it's yeah it's something I'm not still perfect at but I do really try and remind myself especially when I'm trying to get all my clients to do it as well yeah and I think it more so like when you are you know um doing those new habits or like even if they are habits that you've gotten had for a long time it's not so much about like you know when you break them or that sort of stuff it's like how often you stop and remind yourself you know to go back to that because I think that's what's key 100 percent Definitely, definitely. It's so important. Mm-hmm. How do you find eating mindfully? Do you find you're, you're good at sitting present in the moment? And I definitely think that's something that I've started to, you know, try and do better as, as well. And, like, also, you know, I don't meal prep as much because I don't have to. And, like, I know some people do. But for me, it's sort of taking the joy out of it. Because, yeah. like you, I love, you know, doing some work in the morning and then going or going to uni and then coming home and having that time to cook and, like, having something, you know, going in the background. Yeah. But that's just even that's so much better for your body because they can smell the aromas coming in. But like, yes. But I notice if I am like focused or just like enjoying my food, I you know I feel better and I I get a lot fuller faster because your body's actually like only focusing yeah. on one thing. Like I'm eating, I'm eating. Okay, I'm yeah. full. But if you're like talking to someone and you've got like you know your laptop next to you or you're watching a TV series and you're just doing like you know going ham like on your pasta or whatever it is, my yeah. buckwheat pasta, oh I scoff it down so bad. <laughs> I have because like especially when I'm hungry, like my favorite food is like a basil yeah. pesto pasta with nutritional yeast. 
and like oh yeah if I'm not concentrating on like you know enjoying it I would just like have two bowls and then by the end of it I'm like wow yeah. food coma like stick a fork in me I am done so I think it's so important so yeah be mindful yeah 100 percent that's the same as me but and also yeah I think it's just what having those receptors go off and being like okay you're full now and sort of just over and over indulging and eating and to the point of like literally like I do on Christmas and I just feel like a stuffed turkey <laughs> yeah and I feel like it's so easy to overeat my sister and I always say like from when we were younger we just had big portions like I don't know that's just yeah. how we were like we had we have a young brother who's just a bit younger than us and we'd always you know as we were growing up still eat the same amount as him and it's so easy to get in that habit but um, I think yeah. it's really important to, you know, go and have a look at what maybe the recommended portion sizes are because sometimes yeah. people are like, what the hell? Is that all it is? Like, especially with steak. Yeah. I try and tell my dad all the time. I'm like, no, like, that's way too much. But, I mean, not stressing about it in a way, but you will get used to having those portion sizes. Yeah. It's only because for how many years have you been having, like, you know, huge yeah. portion sizes. But, yeah. Yeah, and then I always say to like a lot of my clients and even what I do for myself is, you know, if you're starving, I always say, you know, grab yourself a handful of nuts or something when you get, say if you get home from like uni or whatever it may be and you're grabbing this and you're like, I'm going to about to eat the whole pantry. Mm-hmm. I suggest like have a handful of nuts or something, go have a shower, relax, get your body into a calm state, then come back and prepare yourself a meal and sit down and really eat that because, mm-hmm. you know, there's amount of times I used to do in the past where I get home I'm ravenous and I'll just guts all this food down and then and you almost can't stop because your brain is just like in this other state of mind and it's just like it just you're yeah like, you have a like taste an and then you're like damn that <laughs> was not enough like that you know that didn't even touch the sides and like you yeah. keep going for it 100 that's a really good tip to like have a little bit and then go do something else so because if your mind's constantly like I'm so hungry I'm so hungry I'm so hungry it doesn't even know when it's full yet so having yeah. that like little break in between and yeah, then you're going 100%. to enjoy your meal better and making sure it's like a snack that's not high, like that's like no sugar, um, just because like obviously as like a sugar is so addictive. So if we had like say something like a cupcake, whatever it may be, you're going to be hitting this sugar addictive centers and you're going to be like sugar. Whereas if you have something that's like high in good fats or like a good protein snack, like you know a sugar free um, protein ball or something like that, that's going to satisfy your cravings that you really just keep those. You know, I mean obviously protein and fats both have great satiety for the body, so you feel full after those things so just having that and then going when and coming back is a really good way to um, do things so I highly recommend that Mm. and I think like also maybe trying to find snacks that are high in fat that do satisfy sweet cravings too like for me I know that sometimes I'll get home in the afternoon I'm like oh I really want something sweet but like like you said if you have something that's just like high in sugar and it's not really like macro balance it's just gonna make you like crash and stuff so even like if it's like an avocado mousse or something like that like something that's just little and it's gonna like and that makes you fuller too so you can go longer so if I 3.34 is when I get that like I'm so hungry I'll get home but then I don't really want to have dinner like at 4.30 so Having something like that can be yeah. over. It's like the way to go. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's my biggest like rule with all my clients is like that three thirty four o'clock time is have a protein rich snack that's got no sugar in it and you can use things like stevia, which in, which is a natural sweetener from a plant and literally just like if you're craving that chocolatey or something like that, having like a protein rich with healthy fats like protein ball or something like that, just a snack on or you know some um, 
yogurt with a bit of protein powder, some nuts and a few berries or something like that. I find it's so good. Mm. And then that'll tie you over dinner so you're not, you know, stuffing your face with pantry's contents. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Or so, yeah. end up like getting Uber Eats or something because you can't be bothered cooking because you do Yes. Which yes, definitely exactly. has happened to me before. Um, <laughs> I'd love to know, you know, in pursuing this and like opening your own place, like that's such an achievement. Um, what what setbacks and roadblocks were there, and how did you overcome them? So, so uh, with the setbacks and of opening my own place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, probably the biggest setbacks, if anything, there was no actual like physical ones. It was only really like me and my abilities so yeah. having so much self-doubt at the start and being like you know you just finished uni you don't have heaps of experience like who are you to be going opening a clinic and so like a lot of my own personal mental and psychological kind of setbacks there were um and how I overcame them to be honest with you I really just had to have a sit down myself and start you know and just being like first like like why not and really start asking yourself like I find journaling helps me whenever I have a setback or I'm doubting myself I sit down and I start journaling and I'm like okay so what is your problem or what's the problem and then I'll be like why does this bother you and I keep asking myself questions and I find when you journal or you write it down on paper it allows your brain to kind of get to like a whole nother even like dimension if you want to call it like that yeah like Whereas, you know, when it's in your head, you, like, fluff about and it just, like, bounce off all these walls and just, like, nothing makes sense. So I really try and find whenever I have any kind of setback, I really try and take a step back. I, like, get out in nature, clear my head. I try to get away from all, like, stimuli because obviously we're so constantly bombarded with, like, social media, phone, you know, all this stuff going off. Um, And then I really try and work through it. Um, My poor boyfriend, he has to listen to me a lot of times as well. (laughs) I always go to him for advice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really just try and, you know, break through those barriers. And I know because at the end of the day, the only setbacks or limitations you have really are just in your head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's always a way to figure things out, but it's just really about, you know, figuring out what your options are and going from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I'm glad you said that too, because sometimes when we say roadblocks or setbacks, we sort of think, you know, physical things that actually happen. But a lot of the time yeah. in life, it's those things, it's it's mental. It's like yourself holding yourself back and self-sabotage and stuff like that. So I'm glad you yes. mentioned that. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I had, like, $5 in my bank account when I started opening this. Like, I was, like, I had to go to get a loan from the bank. And I was also like, curse you, what are you doing? Like, getting yourself <laughs> in all this debt. But I was like, you know, it's worth it. Like, I love what I'm doing I'm gonna make it work no matter what even though I do have like five dollars in my bank account and a uni hex set but money is just an object it's not an object and you know it's it's abundant if you want to tap into it then you can have it you know what I mean like it's it's just energy at the end of the day so I think it's you know that probably was if anything one of my biggest actual physical setbacks of not actually having the money there to set up this but I made it work and I kind of it was scary at the start but I just realized I had to make a plan and kind of you know, work through it and that was probably how, if that kind of, yeah, makes sense how I, yeah, yeah. went through it. No, 100%, I love that. When did your sort of passion for nutrition start and was it automatically that you wanted to make a career out of it or did that sort of like come as you, you know, progressed with it? How did it all sort of start? Yeah. So I grew up with like a mother who was so like, passionate about health and fitness and she would always have the healthiest diet as a kid and 
she's always cook all these like healthy things and she'd always have like a big salads for lunch and stuff and I found when I was at the age about 13 I just one of those kids who couldn't just eat whatever I wanted and I put on a lot of weight for me and because I'm quite a short small build so it, I was really self-conscious mm-hmm. um and especially obviously when you're not fitting into societies like you know what you see in the media and stuff you naturally feel like a really really self-conscious person so my whole early teenage years I spent years on like all these crazy diets and you know researching things and trying to lose this fat and then eventually I kind of started to realize that I could actually do these things through nutrition and actually having balance and Mm -hmm. look I've never really occurred to me in in primary school like to go study nutrition I actually started studying exercise sports science when I finished school and um, I had a few nutrition units in it and I was like oh my god this is amazing like I'm going to go study nutrition. So I pulled out halfway through the second semester and moved to Curtin University studying nutrition. I've never looked back since. Um, But, yeah, I've just found that over the years of having to kind of, you know, and having so many of my own health problems as well, like not only weight but just like I used to get eczema all over my body stress and like hormonal imbalances and like being on the contraceptive pill and getting Mm -hmm. acne and so trying to heal my skin through food and just like there's I mean food is so much and you know you can do so much with your diet and lifestyle to change these you know different physical barriers that come up so I found nutrition and just a holistic approach is what really just made me so passionate about then wanting to educate other people yeah no, that's awesome. I feel like when you when something hit, hits close home to you, you want to share that. You want to like learn more about it and you want to yeah. share it. So I feel like that's what you've done and I think that's really admirable as well. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, I just, yeah, I've always loved it. And then I just want to teach people because it's, at the end of the day, it's like there's so much information as you can appreciate, mm-hmm. especially some nutrition out there. And I just really also want to create a platform. That's why I've created Pure Health yeah. to be able to, provide good evidence base but also from personal experience as well and just yeah. you know, coming from that place so I find yeah. it's hard there's a fine line because and one of the reasons I started studying nutrition was because when I was 17 and I had you know my own insecurities and I wanted to lose weight and stuff I was searching for all this information and it was all you know it was all from people's personal like um personal experience but it was like they weren't um, professionals at all and yes. it was like a potentially like dangerous situation and yeah you know and obviously like you want to share you know your personal stories because that's how people can relate to you and resonate with you but there's a fine line between yeah. you know recommending things and having the knowledge yes. to know whether that's safe or not yes a hundred percent and like my biggest thing in clinic is always do no harm except I always want to have you know evidence behind what I'm supporting like I never want to be putting people on some crazy restrictions mm-hmm. it needs to be like you know based on evidence but also I also like for instance I never recommend any supplements obviously depends what it is but like I generally speaking always have wanted to try it myself and have no lots of information behind it before I ever go recommend anything so yeah. that's another big thing as well yeah and I think obviously like I think we'd be similar in the way that like you know after studying nutrition you are so passionate about, you know, wanting people to use food. And like, it's, you know, I, like I say, like I never will, I would never ever say that there's not a place for Western medicine or there's not a place for supplements because every case is unique. Yes. But I think that the first yes. point of call, it shouldn't be that, you know, like it should be, you know, using food. I think after you study nutrition and you learn like all the biochemistry and, and all that sort of stuff, you're like, oh my God, like yeah. how cool is food? And you want to share that and you want, yeah, to, you, know, you want to help people with that. But yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. And that's the only thing I get frustrated because obviously a supplement, like obviously it's going off on another tangent, but like a supplement is not a lifestyle choice. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always want to try and correct people's diets and food first. So, you know, even with iron deficiencies, like if it's someone is really, really anemic, of course I'm going to put them possibly on a supplement for a while just to yeah. get their levels up a bit. But essentially I want to be including all iron-rich foods. I want to be making sure you're not having things like coffee with your meal, to inhi- which inhibits iron absorption making sure you're increasing your vitamin C intake or getting your iron you know just little things like that which are lifestyle choices Mm that will make sure you're not you know having to go be on iron supplements the rest of your life or like I've got so many clients who are on have had iron diffusions because obviously anemia is quite common amongst us women so just like little things like that not having to be dependent on supplements is such a yeah important thing I think yeah no I totally agree um I'd love to know what your goal setting process is yeah, so for me, I've always been, I don't know where I learned this, but this is what I've always done for years, is you write things as if they've already happened. So you mm-hmm. manifest it and you write it. So like um, I am an owner of a nutrition clinic. Um, I see clients daily. I help them overcome their health problems. I, you know, I travel around the world. Whatever I, my goals are, I so acting as it already happened. Yeah. I literally recorded a podcast this morning on acting as if, so that's so crazy. Yes, I love that. (laughs) But, yeah, so writing each morning I write down what my, like, intentions are for the day I write. And then at the start of the week, each week I have to write what I want to achieve this week as well. But then essentially with goal setting, like, and in life, you really want to be having your why first. Like, it's always about your why. And then, like, it doesn't have to be, like, I know, because the how is always more confusing bit, but always coming back to your why yeah. and your purpose in life and manifesting it through, you know, goal setting and writing it as if it has already happened mm-hmm. is your subconscious brain will pick that up and naturally the universe will, you know, do that. But one thing I have learned recently is, like, the universe has no perception of time, so you have to be, like, very specific when you're manifesting what you want and writing yeah. your goals because, if you don't say like certain little key elements, it's going to happen very soon and you might have not necessarily wanted it to. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's very important the way you word things, but it's just it's about, yeah, really manifesting what you want and having daily intentions and, you know, really having your why is so important with any goal setting. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that if you're, you know, you're really set in your why and you're proud of your why, then you can't go wrong. Um, yeah. What, what about you? How do you set your goals? kind of similar I do a lot of like you know writing as if it's already happened um and I'm a bit of like a hippie nerd like I really like you know if it's a full moon then I like write specific goals and like you know follow them like that sort of stuff but um I don't so much do like goals super super down the future if I I really like doing those like guided meditations slash visualizations so Mm -hmm. you know for stuff that is like further down the track but yeah same thing I write you know what I really want to happen and I make sure it's all like you know I sometimes tie it in between things that have already happened so it's just like you know a mesh yeah. of like you know a daily recount or something like that but yeah like really really yeah, similar yeah, cool. um to how yeah. you think because I think it's like then your body kind of your like mind is kind of like oh like that's definitely happened so oh, that's probably happened as well like you just get in the mindset of yes. believing that it's already happened and then you don't have that problem of thinking you can't do it because you believe that you've already yes done exactly mm. so so the mind true. is so no, powerful Oh, it is, isn't it? Like, that's the crazy thing at the end of the day. Like, well, you can tell yourself anything, you believe anything you want, but it's all about tapping into the subconscious and rewiring it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and also pulling yourself up on those limiting beliefs or these mm-hmm. stories we tell ourselves constantly, yeah. like, um, you know, I'm not old enough to do this or I can't do this or, like, you know, I need these stories or limiting beliefs we keep telling ourselves and really it's just about rewriting these stories because you're essentially you're control your life and what you want to achieve mm-hmm. and there's no reason why things aren't possible if you put your mind to it and, you know, De- de- like write daily achievements of what you're wanting to achieve and tapping into that. Um, so I think it's so important to, you know, just really pull yourself up on your shit and be like, you know, there's no reason why you can't achieve that. That's a limiting belief that possibly you got from your parents or something that's been passed yeah. down. You know, that's not my core value or belief. It's just something that's been passed down. And do I actually believe in this or is it society's way of saying, you know, you should be doing this and, you know, so it's really pulling yourself up on those things and questioning. Always ask why, like in any situation. Yeah, um, 100%. even with nutrition. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. Do you have a morning routine, and do you think that it's important to have a morning routine when you're trying to pursue a career or trying to just achieve any sort of success? Yeah, look, like I mean, it depends what kind of personality type you are. Like some people, like you know, love routine. Some people like a little bit more spontaneity. Um, I love, especially, I think I mentioned it before, but I love having a really good morning routine, especially now that I'm working with clients every day and I want yeah. to be the best version of myself. So yeah, I love to, um, get up and I try and do either, if I'm not in the mood for it, I will do just some stretching out my balcony. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll either do and just be really mindful and do some tummy breathing. Otherwise I will do like 20 minutes or so of meditation. Um, or if I really want, I'll go down to a quick morning swim beach walk um but then I always love to have my coffee it's like my I, don't, I just I'm grumpy but I don't have my morning coffee <laughs> I love it's just my you know you said that one thing that you look forward to in the morning it's my yeah. morning coffee so <laughs> I, I do that and then um I like to go move my body in some kind of way um whether it's going to the gym or um you know going outside and doing something um and then I generally I I do a fair bit of intermittent fasting, so I don't generally eat breakfast, but in saying that, I always listen to my body. So I find if I get up at like 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm actually usually starving by 7 o'clock, so I yeah. probably will, or 7.30, I will eat. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I don't wake up to like 7 or 8-ish, um, if I get a good sleep in, then um, I won't eat until like 10 or 11 or 12. Um, so I just really emphasize listening to your body, but making sure I'm drinking heaps of water then. Yeah. Um, oh, that's one of my big things in the morning. I make sure I drink like a liter of water every morning yeah. I wake up just so I've, you know, you've been dehydrated all night, wanting to really flush the body. So those are probably my main points in every morning. Um, weekends look a little bit different, but during the week, that's generally what I do. Yeah, nice. That I'm so jealous that you can just like go down to the ocean. Oh, I would. <laughs> yeah, true. You're in Melbourne, aren't you? That's yeah. right. I'd have to like <laughs> get a half hour train and then a 20 minute tram <laughs> oh, to go to the beach. Um, have you been to Perth before? No, I haven't. Um, I actually oh. have, I have a family member who lives in Perth and, um, but I've never been there. Um, and I really want to, it looks amazing over there. Yeah, my goal to is come to, over. yeah, hundred percent. I will. It's like, yeah. Um, the beach, yeah. Beaches are probably one of Perth's best parts. Like I mm. just love like, um, 
going down now, like I live five minutes from the beach. And yeah. also got, the best thing about Perth is you have the beach to yourself as well. So it's Yeah, amazing. well, that's the thing. So like I, I'm obsessed with the beach. Like it's my happy place. So I'll always go like Great Ocean yes. Road. So like, because that's not too far from oh, me. Oh, it's amazing there. Like an hour and a half. So like I'll, I'll go there whenever I can. And people are like, do you live by the beach? Because it's all you post on your Instagram. I was like, no, I just go too much probably. Like if I'm having a bad day, I'll be like, I'm not going to uni today. I'm going to the beach. My yeah. parents are like, oh yeah. God, why? But like my goal is to like live by the beach one day. That's one long-term goal that I have is I'm going yeah. to have some sort of like center, like wellness center kind of thing. And I'm going to yeah. live by the beach. But um, yeah, that no. sounds amazing. I love that that's in your morning routine. Um, yes. I would love to know how, how would you, if somebody came to you and said, Kirsty, this is my passion. How do I turn it into my career? What advice would you give them? Okay. Good question. So first of all, I would start off with like, what's your why? Like, why, like, you know, what is like, what do you want to achieve in this lifetime? Like, what is your purpose kind of thing? Mm -hmm. But then second of all, I would say, you know, start doing daily actions that can help you lead to it. So, you know, for me, it was, um, you know, getting up a social media account and starting to blog and starting to really get out there and connect with people. Um, the more I felt like I manifested that and got out there and connected with people, the more I attracted things to come into my life and the more I just kind of fell into place. Mm-hmm. Um, but really just, yeah, um, what should I think? Really working, yeah, working each day is things you want to do. And and just knowing like, yeah, sometimes you do have to take like a, not a backseat, but you do, it can take time and that, you know, you will have to possibly, you know, stay at your job for a while, but just always, you know, making time. Like there's like, you know, eight hours to sleep in a day, eight hours to work, like say your day job, and then you've got another eight hours to do stuff, you know, essentially. So you break yeah. it up like that. So, you know, you still have another eight, like, you know, time to spend on your side side hustle or whatever it is or your passion to make mm-hmm. it work. And eventually over time you'll get to a point where you're like, okay, um, I've, I've spent lots of time over a year or whatever it is I'm going to give it whatever it may be I mean the best like most amazing gift we have in this lifetime now like especially us millennials is we've got an online world which is just amazing yeah. and literally like anything is possible like and then we're also just in this day and age where we see so much achieved as well and it's just there's no limitations so if you have a passion and you love like you know even like if you're an artist thinking about my friend when I say art and you know you can sell you know create a website or an Instagram page and you know you don't have to pay rent anywhere you start creating your stuff and then just putting it up there and you know putting yourself out there I think the biggest challenge in anything with starting your passion and is putting yourself out there and believing yourself and backing yourself yeah and the moment you start backing yourself is when the magic starts to happen and things honestly when you're in alignment and you're backing yourself and you truly are passionate about something you know, life will will thank you for it and it'll bring you stuff. And if you believe that things will be easy in this lifetime, they will be easy. If you believe things are going to be tough, things are going to be tough. So it's about your perspective as well and just believing yourself as well. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome advice. Definitely, yeah, anyone out there who's second-guessing themselves, just do it and start day by day by even starting off with half an hour a day. Mm -hmm. Um you know, working on your passion and then going from there and, yeah. And I think, like, if it really is your passion, it won't, you know, you won't be like, oh, I've got to go do this now. Like, I've got to go spend half an hour. Like, 
yeah. I feel like you'll find yourself like you know when I'm talking about podcasting or you know doing stuff for my Instagram I always find the time to do it because I want to do yeah. it so 100%. I think 100%. making sure that you know you have that intent behind it like you have that real passion and if you do then you will be able to be like okay I've got half an hour here like I can take and I can do something with that um yeah yeah I think yeah. I think that's 100%. awesome advice just start in some capacity like whatever it yeah. is start like I even I couldn't believe like obviously like you get uni has those times where it's like like I always loved studying nutrition but obviously there's always things you don't love and then like as soon as I'm starting my business I'm just like I have to tell myself to go to bed because I'm like yes like you need to be like awake for your clients probably, but I'm just like on such a roll and I'm like just loving what I'm doing and just yeah. doing stuff with clients and stuff and like even last night I was just doing stuff and I was like oh I need to be good for the next day like mm. go to bed but um when you when you really know you love something it's just it's addictive and you just you're just oh like you just feel so good I can't explain it so yeah really like if it's something just lights you up inside go for it in life because honestly it's just life is too short not to do what you love as cliche as it sounds no, so, so true, though. Thank you so, so much for chatting with us today and giving us such That's amazing okay. info. I'm going to leave your socials um, underneath. So everyone go and follow Kirsty. I love watching her stories and her posts. And also your blog as well. I'll um, link that below so people oh, can go and have you. a look. That's amazing. Thank you so much for jumping on with us. Thanks, Ebony. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you liked this episode, feel free to go and leave me a podcast review. Thank you so much for listening. And until the next episode, I wish you happiness and real health.